and we are back. That took a little while. We is a strong term for me, but it felt a little bit more official to say it that way. So I'm um, I'm going to stick with it. Now, this is a little bit of a different one. So I do have regular guests coming back next week, which is exciting because I've been missing doing this quite a lot, actually. I've been trying to plan a nice year for it, and I think I've got something pretty cool lined up. So you guys and ladies, we're not discriminating here. You'll be seeing those pop up soon enough. So the thing that makes this different to the other shows is that I'm just going to be sitting in an office with all the doors and windows closed, looking at my notes and telling you about it. And what I'm going to be telling you about, I hope that didn't break the illusion so much that you're just like, I'm out, click. I'm going to be talking about the tour of Europe that I was a part of uh, last October. So I play in a prog band called Caligula's Horse. And I think some of you guys know that, but for those of you that don't, now you know, we're all in the loop. We went on tour with Circles and I Built the Sky. So it was a 16-person tour party. And that's actually, that's not so bad. Um, I found it pretty taxing about four weeks in to be around that many people all the time. I don't really consider myself much of a party person in that regard. Did I say 16-person tour party? I hope I did say party or else it's not really a great joke. So between the bands, Five and Caligula's Horse, Five and Circles, Three and I built the sky. We had a tour manager and we had our lighting guy, Dale, although we can say lighting guy slash everything. Uh, And we had an alternating sound guy. And what I wanted to use this episode for was whether you're just curious about the process. I mean, I know I was prior to this, knowing that it could have been on the cards. And then also prior to that, just as a kid, I thought it was the coolest thing ever to go on a bus and then to actually do that and go, yeah, that was still pretty cool. And then be down to earth about what the realities of that actually means is something that I really wanted to talk about. And in the theme of the show, I wanted to discuss more the fitness, health, and those are in strong italics after this tour. <laughs> if you can if you can gauge what I mean by that, I've got some nice little statistics. So we had 27 shows from October 5th to November 6th. We had four festivals and we had five days not playing shows. And I'm not going to call them days off because some of them were just travel shows where we traveled, say, for instance, from Lisbon to Switzerland or something like that. I might even have that wrong. It's a blur. So I did go in with expectations of what I could accomplish with that many show days or that many days off or that many festivals or all these things. I had expectations, as you should. The expectation was to work out multiple times per week. I'm going to stay fit. I'm going to be on it. (laughs) Uh, Didn't really have a good plan for that. More on that soon. I wanted to eat healthy and I wanted to keep track of where I was as far as macros or just at the very least calorie consumption. A little bit more on that soon as well. Um, I wanted to go for jogs. I wanted to meditate. I wanted to work. I wanted to study. I wanted to, even at the most basic, to keep track of my heart rate and calories burned on stage. I just thought that'd be interesting for me. The pace of a situation like this does not allow for that to be accomplished the first time. Next time, great. And for those of you listening going, cool, thanks for the heads up, man. Don't expect to be able to plan for it. (laughs) Uh, you, You get what you're given. So leading up to it, I'd just been doing push, pull, legs, and that was great. 
I was doing really well with that. I was doing it combined with the study of my cert form personal training, woohoo, another personal trainer in the world, giving out some bro science on YouTube. We'll be coming back to that as well. To eat healthy, what that meant to me was to be able to stay vegetarian, which is actually, spoiler, pretty easy, considering the countries that we went to in, say, Eastern Europe, still not really an issue. It was pretty cool. To keep track of calorie consumption. So Sam Fallon, guitarist and uh, main geek in Caligula's horse. Hope you're listening to this, Sam. I love you. He sort of had the most noticeable um, weight loss. He'd been working out very hard in the months, almost year leading up to it. And just just because of his his somatype, you know, like the endomorph, ectomorph, mesomorph thing, which has interested me increasingly so as I've been able to wade through the bullshit that is the information about that. Yeah, as sort of your more typical ectomorph type, I found it really interesting to see that he he visibly lost weight by the end. His wife was kind enough to do a before and after, and that was awesome. I don't let myself go on the scales if I can help it. I have sort of a history with an eating disorder and the things that go around that. So it's better for me not to do that. I just go by feel. And yeah, some of us really experience those calorie deficits. And even though you think you're killing it, you're probably not. So yeah, the reality of that, I'll come back to in a second. To go for jogs did not happen at all. But I did take running shoes, which was a great idea for any of you thinking of what shoes to get. I would be recommending any of the Nike free run type shoes, just anything you can bend and jam in a bag or jam in a cupboard on the bus or something like that. Yeah, it's worth it because even though my phone was on power saving mode and dead half the time, rest in peace, my S7, I walked something like 153 kilometers across those couple of weeks, which doesn't seem like much, but still around playing the shows of which we played 90 minutes, most nights, almost every night, except for the festivals. So we played 70 minutes, 90 minutes in the uh, longest form, which we did a couple of, and then we did a 30 minute set at Damnation Festival in Leeds, which was the easiest thing ever for one of those last shows. There are, there are just nutrients being lost. They're absolutely going everywhere, but (laughs) in your body and, yeah, you, you get dehydrated easily. And Rob, the drummer from I Built the Sky, immensely talented. And a little shout out to him right at the end. And the rest of you jerks who are listening to this, waiting for me to leak some goss about you. Great guy to be around. Fantastic drummer. He was still jogging in the coldest of times. The weather for me, yeah. <laughs> the cold aspect of that was, was not comfortable for me. It's probably about 32 degrees in this room right now. And I hope my computer doesn't crash because of it. So I, I didn't get to do nearly as many things as I wanted to do. A typical day when we got into the swing of things was you wake up, the bus is still going. It's so easy to sleep on the bus. If you like being rocked around a little bit while you sleep, you know, the, the benefits of that, maybe everyone should just be rocked to sleep every night. I loved it. I could sleep so well. I was on a top bunk. There were three sort of stories available sort of like uber bunk beds with your mates. Yeah, I slept great. But yeah, you wake up, it could be 10 a.m. You could still be driving for another six or seven hours until load in. On that, the drivers were sort of limited as far as what they were allowed to drive per day and per session. So you would be, you'd just be locked to their schedule. You get to stop at a service station for two hours sometimes. What a privilege, but it just means they're not allowed to drive anymore. 
So you go in, you see what's on the shelves and you're like, yay, uh, protein bar. I can't wait to have my protein today. But really you're just like, yes, chocolate. And yeah, you, you would stock up for food for those situations whenever possible. But yeah, you, you might be there at um, say 2 p.m. for load-in when it's all hands on deck. So you are just loading in. You might be in a precarious zone on the side of a street with traffic going past. I think we parked outside the Moulin Rouge, which I don't know what happened to you French people, but you guys need to sort out your issues big time with, with traffic. It is chaos. It is bad. So yeah, we're ducking under the bus, ducking into the trailer, trying to get things out, trying not to get murdered by French people. And by that point, you're into the venue. You might be able to have some sort of dry rider, just general snacky foods, um, cheese. Basically just cheese. Not great if you're a vegan. Just a heads up vegans out there. Maybe time to um, compromise a little bit on that one or else you're going to have a, a cranky, hangry time. And then, say, if you're a headline band, you'll be setting up on the stage. You'll be doing your sound check. It gets faster if you've got a... a Gosh, I'm going to get all the uh, production specs wrong, but we had the same desk night tonight. So our settings were more or less safe, but it doesn't change that a good sound guy will be thorough and make sure that you've got what you want. It takes about an hour. Uh, you don't want it to, but from there, you've probably got about maybe three hours until doors open and everything's starting. So sure, you could get to the gym, but you also kind of want to see the city you're in. Maybe you want to go just see what the culture looks like. Maybe you just want something to eat that that you haven't had the chance to eat in a little while. Maybe you just want a smoothie or something. So of the five weeks we were there, I had one, two, three, four, five, five and a half workouts. I was about to say six, but that was just me paying to use a shower at a gym. (laughs) So yeah, the expectations of what is likely to happen <laughs> it's going to be way off the first time the second time i'm excited i i think i know when i can meditate i think i know when i can work it was just travel days i would just be sitting up the front of the bus where there's a little you'd almost imagine it like an office facing forward where sam dale and i would kind of camp in there and do whatever we could whether it be dale's video editing my video editing or sam's thesis writing and you know just trying to assemble some some life balance some of the other guys who are also video editors would do it in their bunks the power would uh trip sometimes in the bus so you would not be able to charge anything so that sucked that just meant that was the end of your day as far as work goes so then you would play then i guess then the doors would open you would watch uh generally it would be i built the sky opening and you would feel bad about your guitar playing and shout out to ro on that because he was fantastically entertaining. I did my best to try to film everyone. So I kind of put myself into a double duty as far as that goes. And, you know, guys like guys on the tour as well, like the sound guys, Chris or Mello or our lighting guy, Dale, were just there from load in. Those guys had it way harder than the band as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, I might get to say nine o'clock or something and we'd be ready to go. We would be, warmed up instrumentally but for me i found myself quite cold physically i'm hyper aware of that at the moment because i am trying to learn my anatomy much better trying to be responsible with my my body and stretching and and stuff like that but i just went to the wayside on some of those higher pressure shows for example and i think it's worth going over these when we played at euroblast festival that was our first show of the entire tour in cologne and 
We played with some fantastic bands that night, namely Monuments just killed it. And it's it's pretty nerve-wracking. A lot of your nervous energy can't properly be put into focusing on the things that you should be doing just enough to you know, kill the jet lag and be able to focus on playing guitar really well. And you pull up pretty bad with a bang over the next day. And thanks to that podcast with Josh Hayes from He Dance Divey, I use some of those little tricks about the deep stripping down your neck and, and forearms and stuff like that just to get your bang over away minutes faster or seconds faster just to get it away. But, you know, two shows in, you've got a rock neck and and you're probably okay. The other shows that were sort of high stress were Prog Power Festival. In fact, pretty much all the festivals, very prog festival, which I got sick for. Hooray. (laughs) (laughs) That was a sneezy, messy, snotty, nasty time. In which case, just throw away your expectations. I hope someone's listening to this right now about to go away on their first bus tour and they're just like, oh, damn it. (laughs) I had every day planned out. And if you can do that, awesome. Let me know how that goes for you. And so... That sort of brings me back to my reality. To be able to keep track of your calorie consumption, to eat healthy. We had that nice dry rider. We also had dinners from some of the venues and they were so, so good. They really catered for us, especially in Europe. And even even um, in the UK, which generally has that reputation of just like, all right, fish and chips. And you're like, yay. And they, they were also great. So we were lucky enough to have some catering, but you're not going to be fed like an athlete or something like that. You're going to be fed like someone really cares that you have a good time there. So there's some goodies. Goodies are fun, but the exercise self-control is pretty damn hard. So I reckon I won that battle 70% of the time, but there was definitely some times when I was like, why do I keep eating the chocolate? And then I'm going, I'm dehydrated. We would also be left with chunks of the rider left over, and there could be beers, 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 so many beers. I think I had one or two. It does not really interest me. <laughs> I really wanted to because it seems like fun, but it just it just doesn't happen. So I was sort of lucky to avoid that one. Um, Josh, the drummer from Caligula's Horse, he and I discovered that there were Gatorades in, in some of these, so we would make sure he was shotgun for them because that man would sweat and sweat and sweat and sweat, and it was amazing how much how much that man can lose in a show. We are definitely athletes. Drummers are definitely athletes. I think that's why I've got so many drummers on this show. Is it, those guys are ridiculous. The, the coordination, the balance, the poise, the concentration, all that stuff, incredible. But yeah, we, we would be with our sort of empty backpacks stuffing things into them. The sound guys who've, who've toured way more than us are like, we'll show you how to take stuff from backstage because they know what the suffering is like <laughs> on those travel days when, when you didn't even think to take um, like paper plates paper cups, something for your coffees when you run out of clean mugs. Just all those little considerations. They they know how to get around that. So you you would just be a little kleptomaniac. And even getting home after that, I would still be a kleptomaniac. Just, can I put this in my bag? Was anyone going to miss this? Does someone own this? There's no name on this. I can have this, right? And then, of course, things would go off in the fridge and it would be nasty. And Nothing in life really trains you for that. You've got a fridge at home, sure. Do you have a fridge on a bus that moves every day? Probably not. I mean, if you do, cool. You're fine. You're special. For once in your life, you bus-dwelling vagabonds, you're special. You do you. The rest of us people who like to sit in their houses, yeah, not really ideal. So you start even thinking about that, like this is going to go off. So you start just eating cereal and cereal and cereal or 
oats and, and you're like, I'm going to be a bit healthy and I'm going to put a banana on mine. Or you'll make it to a shop in Milan and you'll go, I don't know what any of this stuff is, but I speak Italian and that looks like it says healthy-ish. Cool. Put it in the bag. I'm going to have a salad thing. So there is a lot of animalistic eating going on. Just that'll do. That'll just whatever. I don't give a, a pizza. Sure. A pizza. No, thank you. I don't think I've eaten pizza since I got back. And if I have, it's been begrudgingly. <laughs> if, if you were even slightly susceptible to that disgusting carb bloaty feeling, you're not going to have a good time with that. So the other thing that I sort of found was that remember that alone time for me suffered, which is when I needed to prioritize the gym over anything else in my day. And I will run you guys through what those gym sessions looked like because they are great stories in their own right. I would frequently lose track of time or date, location, language, where my things were, when I'd slept, who I'd met yesterday. That that Being that disoriented is probably normal. Um, full disclaimer, I'm sort of like I have some struggles in my life with um, some focus problems, no diagnosis, of course. Don't really need one to feel like I forget everything which I think is half the fun of a podcast because I can't remember what I've talked about and I'm sure it's all good. So yeah, I would just forget things a lot. Uh, I left my bag behind in, in Slovakia and that sucked, but thanks to the amazing students of KSET who hooked me back up and sent it to the post office and were just unbelievably supportive of my stupidity, that was great. I feel like just a quick touch on the mentality of these shows was so positive. We had to stay positive. We had to support each other. Of course, there are going to be interpersonal issues. Of course, there are going to be introverts. Of course, there are going to be extroverts. If you're listening to this and you're about to leave, you are also a problem to someone else somehow. So there's no avoiding that. Whether you can be real about what you're like as a person, especially because you're a concentrated dose of a person. You know you know how I'm now talking to and addressing one person. Hey there, you. You know how you get annoyed at yourself and you just don't really want to talk to yourself? Other people have to deal with that as well now. So, yeah, it can, it can get a bit trying. I wouldn't even call it, you know, ego. So, yeah. <laughs> I want to get into the, the actual workout aspect of this now. I am pretty much in, in love with the, the physiology of the human body. I'm... I'm I adore it and I treat gym sessions like a chance to investigate the most important instrument to me, the one that will outlive my guitars. Actually, that's not entirely true. I take that back. I think my guitars are being loved very deeply at the moment, so they'll outlive me. But the one that I should probably know the most intrinsically, and if you fall out of touch with that and it's trying to tell you something like, hey, man, I'm really sore, you probably shouldn't be bouncing around like that, you're going to run into problems. A great example of that is I'm an avid runner or perhaps at the moment was. It's not my priority as far as cardio goes um, anymore because my Achilles are so tender, so, so, so tender because I never stretch my calves because teenage boys don't feel fear um, or repercussions or the future apparently. So, yeah, my, my Achilles are, are very, very, very tender. If you want to surprise me, just grab me on my Achilles and I will cry on the ground and I'll get really mad at you and a friendship. But there were days where I needed to be in touch with that. So we went to a gym in Nantes for my 
to a friends who are listening. Nantes is in France and Nantes is gorgeous. It is the busiest gym I've ever been to in my life. The facilities were great for maybe like 20 to 30 people at once, but they were not good for about 100 people in there just doing their best to be the fittest they could be. And, and for French listeners out there, because of course there are French listeners out there, <laughs> you guys are really fit and very good looking as a group put together. There were people in like the most expensive workout gear you could imagine. Then you let us dorks walk around in between you. So thanks for not just pointing and laughing out at our dirtiness. But that was a busy, confronting day. You had to do the menus on the little casual visit machines where it's something like eight euros. I think that works out to be about 13 bucks for, for a one-off visit, which was pretty great. Although the turnstiles didn't work and we had to be let in. And then we're like, so sorry, we don't speak a language. We're Australians and tend not to do that when we travel. Thanks. Yeah, so we got in there. It was two stories. Downstairs was sort of your functional fitness. Um, that's my italics voice. Just just meaning there was a little bit more floor space. Also italics because there was no floor space. Jim, singer of Caligula's Horse and I, we did this one together a little bit more while some of the other guys just worked on some stuff together. Jim and I focused on a sort of a biplex superset sort of thing. We're just experimenting here. Jim is an XPT, so he's got some really great ideas that he is happy to share with me, and I like trying them out because his approach to that sort of functional fitness, you know, do do a whole bunch of multi-joint movements, get bang for buck because we didn't know how long we were going to be there for, and we had a show to play in a few hours. And you don't want to kill your legs, guys. Really don't want to kill your legs. you got to stand on those, those things. You don't want to kill your arms either because you got to play. Although, Jim, you just have to, I'm talking to you now, Jim, you just have to look awesome of that. You do. And everyone, tell Jim he looks awesome. At Jim Gray Official <laughs> on Instagram. Okay, okay. So we did sort of this great dumbbell deadlift row shrug. So you, you are in the bottom of a deadlift position. You're sort of lifting through that deadlift through the row motion. Um, it's very hard to explain without showing people. Uh, and then you're sort of shrugging at the top. So we'd be doing eight to 10 reps of that straight into push up. So it sort of acted like the superset using the antagonist muscle group right after. Is it okay to say protagonist? It feels weird to say a protagonist muscle group, like the good guy. Hooray. And then after that, we did bench press to pull up superset. And then it was just playtime because we didn't really plan it plan it if you can if at the very least after that we we learn to plan it just enough it was it was manic in there and i have this one great just little memory from that and it's good it's good to have a ego check it's good to have a reality check and jim and i i think we ended up just doing some dips or something for fun and there's this little dip station and there is this gorgeous like six and a half foot tall French African guy who's just who's just like Adonis, <laughs> and Jim and I are just just paling in comparison, um, both in skin tone and in just general stature, and just going to do dips beside this guy who's dipping way more than you. You go play to a thousand people, doesn't matter. That guy's going to make you realize what your place is in that moment, and it's awesome. If you are that person who feels insecure by that, let it motivate you. 
that someone else is there doing it with you. You're strangers and you've got that common goal and that's awesome. If you do get insecure at the gym, it's a good mindset to take yourself out of the anxiety. The anxiety is real. If you're an introvert, you are probably going to be a bit anxious at the gym from what I've experienced. So yeah, that was our first gym visit. We had to walk two and a half Ks home and then we had a pretty nice dinner and, and we had a, a very confusing show. Guy down the front took his shirt off. Bless. He shouted, he really needs to jack off at the end of one of the songs, Songs for No One, which is, if you know the song, a very quiet outro. Uh, very flattering. I like to think it's because he saw our awesome pump. Our next visit was eight days later. So that's eight days of shows of that same routine I was telling you about before. There was really not any interruption to that. Lots of walking. I mean, that's great and everything, but for those of you who want to feel like you are moving forwards in your fitness, don't expect that. Just expect yourself to struggle to find a good place. But this is great. We found a gym that was about 50 meters from the venue. What's the chances? And it looked like a really good one. Rob, I built this guy drummer, called up and said, hey guys, uh, we're a touring band from Australia. We would love to come in and we would love to use your facilities. How much is it? And they're just like, just come in, just come in. Don't worry about it. Just come in. And Rob's going, okay, be sure. How much? Don't worry about it. Come in, come in. Walked in and they wanted to charge something like 20 or 30 euro <laughs> for a workout. And we're going, okay, so wait, this, is this person trying to tell me I have to pay $30 to use a gym for, for an hour or two? And uh, No, thank you. So we, we walked down the stairs. There was a group of about seven or I think, yeah, it was about seven of us that day. And we walked down the stairs and we looked out across the road to the left and we see sort of like a snap fitness or a jet style gym. I think that sort of covers the basis of what, what you guys know what I mean. And we went, okay, let's see what happens. We didn't think there would be anyone in there. So we didn't know if we could actually go in and, and ask the membership. So we walk in, we walk up these three very prison-like sets of stairs and we just press the buzzer and this frail old man just opens the door to seven scruffy-looking, although emotional and harmless guys who are just like, hello, uh, friend. And he just did that thing like, oh, I guess you all just want to come into the gym then. And we're going, I guess we're all just going into this gym then. And we went to go find administration. There was nothing. And we just went, okay, quick workout time, guys. Quickly, quickly, quickly before we get kicked out. We needed that mental reset. If that gym ever finds out who we are, hit me up. <laughs> I'll happily pay for that membership. Great facility. I think there were some people inside there just going, what is happening right now? Who are all these people? So that workout was great. I actually discovered the joy of battle ropes that day. Uh, I remember all I did was squats and moved over to some battle ropes because I, I love the feeling of isometric bicep holds. So these like straight arm battle rope swing things like left, right, left, right, left, right. I loved that. I, I superseted it with some pull-ups, compound set, I suppose, in that regard. Anyway, I just wanted to play at this point and I figured we sort of did a pull day <laughs> the last time I just needed to move. So after that, I did some pull-ups and pull-downs, just you know, three sets, eight to 12 reps, just wanted to feel the blood move around, just doing my best, knowing full well that I'd started to notice a strength weakness at that point. It had been 17 days since I'd left home or done my last gym workout more or less. So I was, I was feeling properly weaker and I still am actually, I've, I have struggled to get nicely back into a, a routine. 
sort of unrelated. Then I did like an arm blast thing because sometimes you want to feel nice and pumpy on stage. But that sort of that sort of made me realize just what needs to be done on tour, I believe, which is as a guitarist, my biceps are generally engaged while I play. My forearms are generally engaged while I play. My shoulders round when I play. If I'm struggling to to hit a stretch, my shoulders are going to round. My chest is going to going to come forward. All that all that chest and anterior, the front portion of your body motion. For anyone out there learning those those anatomical terms, I hope that helps. For anyone curious about learning them, just dive into it. It's really it's really satisfying when when you can say anterior and posterior. And, read some more advanced um, workout plans and go, oh, I know what you mean by this. But yeah, I found my entire anterior purpose <laughs> to be overdone. I was like, why am I doing this? I'm sitting on a bus, my shoulders are rounded anyway. My hands are always playing guitar for a long time per night while I'm being dehydrated at the same time. I don't need to be doing chest that much. I don't need to be doing pull-ups that much. I mean, sorry, uh, bicep curls. Yeah, I, I suffered, basically. I, I realized that when my chest was getting tight and my neck was getting more sore, my back was getting sore, and then it all pulls. You know, it's all going to link together, and you're going to go, why is my lower back sore? And you go, oh, dickhead, your biceps are too tight, your shoulders are too tight, your chest is too tight. Everything's coming forward, and your lower back's like, please, no, daddy. Daddy. Uh, so three days later, we were in Kosice, and we went to – I hope I got that right. Actually, it could be – I could be very wrong here. It could be Zagreb. Either way, we're in another franchise situation. We paid a very reasonable amount, about 8 to 10 euro again. Very, very cool gym. The guy who served us was wearing a shirt that just said, fuck. And that was awesome because we realized we speak English and sometimes that's funny because this guy was clueless. He sort of pieced together what he was trying to say, gave us our great little key cards, let us into the gym. They were happy to have us, happy to receive us, happy to trust us with their gear, with basically no um ohs (laughs) chats which is great i mean they could tell we just wanted to get in and out of there Uh, i discovered the joy of the zombie front squat which is basically load up a front squat a fair bit lighter than what you would do and hold your arms out in front of you keep your chest up hard because it is a massive spinal erector activator you are going to die doing this one but it helped me engage my posterior helped me feel confident on stage you don't need a chest pump to have a high chest. It's that's not that's not the angle that your chest controls. That just brings your shoulders forward. That's like being a gorilla isn't really the the cool, carefree sort of posture that I think would be nice to exist as on stage. So I did that into I'm doing sets of three for everything, by the way. Uh just purely out of I'll just do the thing and go. I just want to feel the blood and go. That's usually what it takes. Uh, I did Dumbbell overhead press. I just wanted to feel a little bit of stability in my shoulders. I did bench press. I know what I was saying before. I was a bit naive here in in realizing anything about my awareness of that realization about my chest, but I did two sets. I was just sort of interchanging with a mate. Didn't really go that heavy. It's something like eight reps. I did tricep pull downs because if my biceps are really tight, I would love my triceps to be equally as tight and hopefully balance it out is my rationale. If I'm wrong, call me out. I would love to be educated on what's actually the case with that. Um, and that should be everyone's attitude, I think, for this sort of discovery. Um, even my notes here is, I discovered that my chest isn't the nicest thing to work out. 11 days later, we're in London. We went to a what we thought was a 24-hour gym, which in reality meant no guests in 
after 10 p.m. We were guests. So we went in at about 9.30. It took them about 10 minutes or something. And when I say we, this was a very small group that night. It was October 31st in London. People have some Halloween stuff to do. Josh, Sam, Dale, and I had the cutest little bromance workout where we just did our best with the time that we had. We had 25 minutes by the time we hit the floor. We did a couple of sets of deadlifts. And I I sort of worked on some bent over rows on an easy curl bar and I dropped the weight right back. So you could see here, posterior chain, middle back. I just really, really wanted to try to fix that posture and, and feel upright on stage. And I think it worked really well. I did something like 15 reps, sorry, four sets of 15 reps on that, on this weird easy curl bent over row, just trying to, just trying to really isolate what my rhomboids were doing because that that is the meditation for me. And... In doing that, I also realized that kleptomania <laughs> had sort of taken over because we had, they told us like, you've got to go. And we're going, whoa, 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 it's still 10 too, guys. We need showers. That's the other benefit that I probably should have mentioned before. If you go to the gym, you get a shower. Not every venue has a shower. Uh, when I was very sick in, in Toulouse playing very prog festival, fantastic festival, the security kicked us out before I could have a shower after the show. So I was sick. I was disgusting after a 90-minute set should probably post that interview that I did after the show so everyone can see that. But you, uh, coming back to this London show, being being thrifty with things like shampoo and conditioner, I realized that they were cleaning the, the bathrooms. I was like, Oof, conditioner, hello there, you half full bottle just waiting beside the bin. So I just put it in my bag. I, I know, I know. That it, that's when I realized like, I've just very slightly become a kleptomaniac. I think I just stole like a... a pound 50 worth of conditioner and I felt like a badass I mean I am in a rock band and I guess I've got to do something to fight the power and that was it I stole some conditioner for my long ass hair which was getting caught in my strings a lot on this tour so the next one Glasgow November 3rd only three days here we actually worked out after the show and if you've made it this far and you're still interested and you are one of those people who's about to go on tour an after show workout is actually pretty good if you go with some of your mates there's, there's a debrief that can be had there about the show. You know you're not going to work hard. You know you're not going to go maximal. You just know you're there to have a shower because the showers were awesome and there was none in the venue because we played under some train tracks, basically. And you just do something that feels a bit fun. So we did some like pretty lazy bench press and overhead press. Once again, not the most mature decision after my little revelation. Did some tricep pushdowns and then had a 25-minute long shower, pressing the button every minute, being like, more more I'm disgusting I'm terrible I'm disgusting this is nearing the end of the tour that was actually the last the last workout you'll notice not a lot of legs your legs get a pounding if you're a stompy dancey person on stage props to any dancer who listens to this podcast you guys are amazing unbelievable my legs were so fatigued after these shows rock rock metal stance metal stance metal stance it just kills you all your adductors just get destroyed. Your feet are getting destroyed. Yeah. There's a lot to be said about guys like uh, anyone in Cannibal Corpse, whatever's left of that band. I don't know what happened after that recent controversy. Perhaps Google Cannibal Corpse guitarists if you're curious. But, you know, those guys who just flog themselves or perhaps maybe hardcore bands or metalcore bands. If you do have any suggestions of guys from those bands who work out hard and you want to hear about their show, I'm interested too. I would love to have them on and ask some questions about this. The last gym session was it wasn't even a gym session. We were going home the next day. We just went somewhere, got the most 
potent scrubbing brushes and soaps. And we just went to a gym and said, hey, look, we don't even want to work out. Can we please just pay to use your shower for a while? And fortunately, this was like a, this was an Anytime Fitness in Manchester. And those guys sort of humored us, said, yeah, absolutely, of course. They charged a, a very minimal fee. Of course, they've got to make money and we understand that. And you just have a shower. You just scrub yourself silly because, you know, it's probably going to be the last time until you get home. We, um, we departed two days later. It's not like we died when I say departed. And that was it. We were at the gym because gyms were a safe place for me. Definitely. That sort of summarizes this episode. It went probably about 10 minutes longer than what I expected. What should I have done differently? I should have planned. When I go back, and I can't wait to go back and do this again because it is a dream come true for those of you who are wanting to see the world with a purpose, and that purpose is to connect with an audience, to demonstrate, hey, I've worked really hard to play my instrument. We've worked really hard to do this as a group. The Caligula's Horse music that the guys have written, of course, I'm, I'm definitely the new addition to the, to the lineup. You know, I'm, I'm super proud to be part of such music with such integrity. And yeah, I should have planned. I should have planned my days much better. I should have put reminders. I should have journaled. Journal. If you don't take photos, if you don't do videos, journal. I will definitely be doing that differently. I will be just making better priorities. Not to say I'm going to become a, a, a fun vampire or something like that. I'm just going to say no to a few more things. Going out after shows, great. It's not really for me. Y- yeah, not for me. <laughs> By the time I've, I've finished a show and I've met all the loving and excitable people of which I actually don't have a problem with. It might sound like, you're just bullshitting me. You hate this, don't you? I actually really like it. I love merch table signings. But by the time I get back to the bus, I'm like, whew, I'm pooped. How's about that sitting here and not saying anything? Awesome. You know, I'm, I'm sort of tuckered out for the night. So I should plan a little bit more carefully. Prioritize bodyweight workouts. Don't wait for the gym. But be prepared that if you're going to do a bodyweight workout, there may not be a shower at the venue. So try to tie those two together if you possibly can. So that's sort of it for this episode. Thank you for listening. And thank you for being a part of this 40-something minute rant in my hot as hell office. Why haven't I drank this iced coffee? Hold on. Oh, that's so good. Oh, it's not that icy anymore. Ugh. Uh, this next little part is just for the people that I went on tour with. But you can keep listening if you're a psychopath voyeur who wants to listen. Okay. To the tour party members, um, starting with the crew, this includes Sala, our tour manager. You are a fierce, fierce Finnish lady who doesn't take shit from anyone, and that's amazing. You are motivated and driven beyond belief. And what you accomplished, (laughs) even if you never do it again, it doesn't matter what you, what you did changed 15 loser lives for the better over those couple of weeks. We saw how hard someone can work and still be supportive and still be your friend. And we, I appreciate that more than we could probably demonstrate, even with our emotional little outbursts to Mello and Chris Edridge, uh, our sound guys, you guys are road warriors that know as far as i'm concerned everything you are intuitive and empathetic 
at the right time in the perfect moment and you share your experience without bias. And I love that. That is absolutely something that I want to emulate as I get more experience at this, especially to those guys who haven't done this before, who are lost and have that expression on my face that I probably had most of the time, just being a role model for being patient. That's awesome. Uh, Also a special shout out to Chris. He helped me sort of develop this podcast idea and work towards getting Ryan, Ryan Van Puderoyen. I got it right with no practice that time. Practiced a lot. Last time, he he was really positive in regards to this podcast. Dale, I think I'm going to get you to edit this podcast. <laughs> so I could, you could probably just delete this or you could just dub over it. You're welcome to do that. Um, you were, I think, one of the most solid gym companions that we had. You face a lot of fears in going to the gym and you learn without insecurity or without externalizing that. You just sort of say, yep. Dale did lights every show except for one. So he worked probably way harder than anyone on the ground with that. Um, Helped load stuff on the stage, take it off. His knowledge of production, performance, lighting, all combined to be like a triple threat. Also a fantastic bass player and opus of a machine. Uh, Writer of the best song in existence, Beacon. Check it out. Spotify. Second most listened to song uh, of last year for me. Um... You're a legend. I love hanging out with you, and it is amazing that we got through that without um, without damage to ourselves or each other. To I Built the Sky, Ro, Sam, Rob, Ro, <laughs> best Instagrammer on the planet, and for the brief moments that we actually got to have some DNMs, I loved that, sitting at the front of the bus, just, just realizing that you're very good at... Um, being being what people think you're probably like and then also just being a proper sweetheart, really creative with the time that you give to people and that shows in your music as well. Uh, you were you reinvented stage personas, by the way. Amazing. If you guys want to check out some amazing footage, uh, search I Built This Guy Bowling on YouTube. Have fun with that. I filmed it. Props to me. Woohoo. Sam Tan, I'm so sorry about your face. <laughs> He, uh, we had an incident where I was filming the, the final moments of the Circles show in Bristol and Sam was rocking outside a stage and headbutted my camera and it split his face open. He's still got a scar there now. I think it looks better. I think face scars are awesome and I think, uh, you know, I, I probably deserve one from you as well. Um, your entire personality is wise. You are such a freaking wise dude. Your quietness is always very much enjoyed when I'm, needing to be introverted too. I know we can sit in silence and that is that is a, a rare thing to be able to do that for five weeks with someone and not feel like, does this guy hate me? It's just like, cool, we can be quiet together. Um, to Rob, you are a very, very, very charismatic person and I need, <laughs> I need like earplugs around your laugh, but I'm glad you have it because it is damn loud. I'm glad you got to see me cry with laughter. And I'm glad I got to see you tear your own playing apart every night because somehow you weren't good enough night after night. You're just, you're a perfectionist and that's cool. Uh, (laughs) Ridiculous. And also um, any ladies out there who's interested in um, in, uh, Rob, he's taken, but I really, really want everyone to have a go because he's so fun, guys included. 
I wanted to try something different with that introduction of Rob. It was getting it was getting a little bit too easy there to be super nice. Circles. Ben fucking Rector, the nicest guy on the planet. I without crying, I don't know if I can do a thank you. But you are someone that I should aspire to be like. Um day to day, you're a goddamn sweetheart. You are so honest and you are not you are non-compromising for anybody. And that's really cool. Also, your voice is just bitching and just so fucking handsome. It's just nonsense. Ted, we have <laughs> we've had some great discussions. <laughs> I'm not gonna say who we are, but we are, but we had some great discussions about why it's worth knowing you, why it's worth listening to you and understanding that the philosophies you have are brilliant for leading a really, really authentic life. Um, I also thank you for packing my gear up night after night after night after night. I really do appreciate that. And I need to give you, I need, there, there needs to be some sort of uh, certificate awarded to you for that. Drew, uh, man, you have the coolest kicks ever and you are a tour dad. You are always there for anyone who needs you and your Australianisms can never be beaten. There is, it is effortless for you to say things in an Australian language and um, I'm not going to elaborate on that too much, but it is super, super fun being around your type of personality. I went in into the tour with a big question mark being like, I don't know what, I, I don't know what Drew's like whatsoever. So I just kept an open open mind and just a, a, a proper, mature, awesome person. And hopefully I can see you playing in circles again soon. Dave Hunter, for all the extra footage that you gave me, thank you. I now have proof that I play in Caligula's horse. I'm really glad. I feel like we worked back to me not being an unreliable douchebag. I sort of screwed you around the first time we ever interacted. That's for someone else to find out. But it was really great to have another video compadre there and someone to just sort of walk around with with no external pressures on what sort of personality either of us should have. I think video guys sort of have that that um, vacant dead-eyed stare together. <laughs> yeah, I'm really proud of that. I think I just called Circles a four, uh, five-piece at the start of this podcast, by the way. Shit, four-piece. I got the tour party wrong. Fuck it. Going to stick with it. If anyone's figured it out by now, whatever. Um, Caligula's horse, since Dave has departed. Dave, I wish you the absolute sincerest best for the future and you can you can go to sleep at night knowing that i do really care about how your future pans out as far as looking after yourself i know you have the time and bandwidth to do that without without the band being so demanding and that's really exciting as well because it means you can develop and become more you you are you are a rock and i know the tour was rough but you made all the right decisions you had to make for you. And that's awesome. And I really do truly respect that. Jim, you're a doodle. This, <laughs> the whole, the, the whole touring party, I think benefited from having you around in so many ways, whether it be just various sounds that you make, various accents that you can do. Your way of being in a group is unique to you as such a, such a, I'm going to say ambiverted person. Your extroversion is very, very well placed. Your your intelligence is appreciated, and your watching you 
as a fan of Caligula's horse and then as a friend of you is, is really, really great. I, I like that we can sort of grow up together. That's really awesome. Josh, <laughs> Josh, you, you are a freaking chameleon. You can change from person to person in the best way possible. If, if I'm feeling loud, you're probably going to be loud with me. If I'm feeling quiet and morose, you'll, you'll be able to support me through that. Thank you for being honest and listening to me and asking me questions. Um, thanks for being genuine, um, apologizing if you need to, or asking for things when you need to. I mean, apologizing probably arguably far too much, but that's okay. That's okay. It's, it's, it's a part of the Griffinisms. Uh, you are a ridiculous drummer. Thank you for never, ever, ever, ever making a mistake in any show I've ever played as far as I can tell, I think. Um, Lucky last for Sam Vallon, a proper role model in my life. Someone that I, I can only aspire to think as clearly and logically as you, whilst also remaining totally down to earth, sharing, caring, and just deeply present in so many moments when it is chaos around me. To be able to pull me out of it and say, hey, let's go for a walk is, is more valuable than, than anything in a, in a crazy situation like that. I think that sums it up. Um, thanks everyone for listening. If you made it this far, awesome. If you didn't, then I mean, okay, bye. Thanks for the, thanks for saying goodbye. Jesus. I'll be back with another show next week and I'm excited to get the show on the road. There's a lot of awesome things in the works. Get back to what you're doing. It is way too hot to live in this room right now. And yeah, seriously, get back to what you're doing.